and you did not complain. Even if during the rainy season you might narrowly escape being struck by lightning or being washed away by the torrents that rose in the previously dry watercourses, you did not complain in that Botswana. Now, of course, it was different, and it was the contemplation of these differences that made Mara Motswe think about walking again. We are becoming lazy, Mara Motswe said Mama Kutsi one afternoon as they sit their afternoon cup of red bush tea in the offices of the number one ladies' detective agency. Have you noticed? We are becoming lazy. Mara Motswe frowned. There were times when Mama Kutsi made statements that suffered from that classic flaw of all generalizations. They were just too general. This observation, it seemed to her, could be such a remark. Do you mean that you and I are becoming lazy? She asked her assistant. If you do, then I do not think that's right, Mama Kutsi. Take this morning, for instance. We finished that report on security at the loan office, and we wrote a lot of letters. Six, seven, I think. That is not being lazy. Mama Kutsi raised a hand in protest. No, Ma. I did not mean that. I did not mean to say that you and I are becoming lazy. Though not specially lazy, I am talking about everybody. Marumotswe raised an eyebrow. The whole of Botswana? Mama Kutsi nodded. Yes, the whole country. And it's not just Botswana, ma. We are no worse than anybody else. In fact, I am sure that there are many much lazier countries elsewhere. What I really meant was that people in general are becoming lazy. Marumotswe who had been prepared to defend Botswana against Mama Kutsi's accusations, relaxed. If the remark was about people in general, and not just about the residents of Habrone, then Mama Kutsi's theory could at least be heard out. Why do you say that people are becoming lazy, Ma? she asked. Mama Kutsi glanced through the half-open door that led from the agency into the garage. On the other side of the workshop, Mr. J.L.B. Matekoni was showing his two apprentices an engine part. You see those two boys out there, she said. Charlie and, uh, Fanwell, supplied Marumotswe. We must start using his name. It is not kind to be forgetting it all the time. Yes, Charlie and Fanwell, said Mama Kutsi. It is a stupid name, though, don't you think, Ma? Why would anybody be called Fanwell? Marumotswe could not let this pass. Mama Kutsi was too hard on the two apprentices, particularly on the older one, Charlie. Words had passed between them more than once, including on the occasion when Charlie had called Mama Kutsi a warthog and made disparaging references to her large glasses. It had been quite wrong of him, and Mara Motswe had made that plain, but she had also acknowledged that he had been provoked. "'They are young men,' she had said to Mama Kutsi. "'That is what young men are like, Ma.' Their heads are full of loud music and the thoughts of girls. Imagine walking around with all that nonsense in your head. That had been said in defence of Charlie. Now it was necessary to say something for Fanwell. It was wrong of Mama Kutsi, she thought, to poke fun at Fanwell's name. Why is anybody called anything, Mama Kutsi? That boy cannot help it. It is the parents who give children stupid names. It is the fault of the parents.' But Fanwell, Marumotswe, what a silly name. Why did they not call him Fanbelt? <laughs> that would have been a good name for an apprentice mechanic, wouldn't it? <laughs> Fanbelt, that would be very funny.
No, Mama Kutsi, said Marmotswe. We must not make fun of people's names. There are some who think that your own name, Grace, is a strange name. I do not think that, of course, but there are probably people like that. Mama Kutsi was dismissive. Then they are very foolish, she said. They should know better. And that is what Fenwell himself would probably say about anybody who laughed at his name, Marumotswe pointed out. Mama Kutsi had to agree with this, even if reluctantly. She and Marumotswe were fortunate, with their reasonably straightforward names of Grace and Precious, respectively. She had contemporaries who were not so fortunate, and had been saddled by their parents with names that were frankly ridiculous. One boy she had known at school had borne a Setswana name, which meant, Look out! The police have arrived! The poor boy had been the object of derision amongst his classmates, and had tried unsuccessfully.